That is the sound of the weekend because it is the Thursday live stream on the YouTube. Uh, so glad to be with you. We were in Virginia Tech. Yeah. We're traveling, so there was no show. Shut, I haven't introduced you yet. Great guests, Roaming Millennial, and we have the Hodge Twins who are always entertaining. And uh, hey, we're still alive. Budgets. Budgets save lives. <laughs> Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at NotGayJared. Me at S. Crider with your comments, your thoughts, your photoshops, your t-shirts. If you came out to our recent uh, show, pictures, I fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. Are we good? We are good. I appreciate it. Mostly. At G. Morgan Jr. is here. Sommelier in chief. SimplifiedWine.com. What's the one of the day? You didn't take me to Virginia Tech. We didn't take you to Virginia Tech, and uh. with good reason. Because like Jason. right now, for example, I asked you a question, which you did not answer <laughs> on the Paul Meyer, Jason, Pinot Noir. Paul. Paul Meyer. Oh, Paul Meyer. Paul, yeah, that's who he is now. Uh, we also have, uh, was at our show. Different guy. Helping with research and overlays at Sven Computer. Doing well? Hello, beep beep. Yeah. Happy to be here. By the way, at Sven Computer soiled himself at Virginia Tech. From no joke. Don't know. No <laughs> joke. That's slanderous. It's yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely. I'm not, he goes, I'm not nervous at all. I'm not nervous before. And I'm sitting there like, well, there's hundreds and hundreds. I'm not nervous. And then he gets out. Oh, I better look at my shoes. Oh, they look. Beep they're wet now. I think I, will, I, think I, I shit myself, Bill Richmond. That's awesome. Beep beep. You will consult Bill Richmond? Yep. Yeah, sorry. He doesn't work with Krauts. All right, you must go. Ooh. So, uh, question of the day. We're going. Everyone's talking about FISA, and everyone's talking about the, the budget that was. Okay, we'll talk about that. But we're, we mainly want to talk about Prime Minister Trudeau, and uh, obviously he did the people kind comment recently. So we went back to the archives and, and just looked at the worst, most cringeworthy. So we have a top five on Trudeau. But let me ask you this: Hint, it was hard to choose. Yes, it was very, very difficult. <laughs> I had to cut it down. There's no winner, no. really. There's no top five. It's a low light. Less of a highlight. Which <laughs> this is a question. Remove your political uh, goggles for a second. Who do you genuinely think is more mockable? Like, I think if you're even if you're North Korean and they ask you like Kim Jong Un, you have to be like, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I get it. I could see how you you think he's a character. You know, like Trudeau or President Donald Trump. Obviously, President Donald Trump has some gaffes, but. Trudeau just uses social justice warrior lexicons, like ones that we didn't even, a lexicon that I don't even think the social justice warrior lexicon publishers knew existed. Unironically, if you're just going to take someone and run a highlight and say, I'm not going to write anything to make fun, just listen to him. Who do you think is more embarrassing? <laughs> yeah. who, who do you think runs a country? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, that's actually a good point. There's no doubt as to President Trump that he runs the country. Where you're like, yeah, like you're an acting world leader? <laughs> trying to get a part in Zoolander? They allowed you to be a father, much less? All right, we have to get to news of the day. Nancy Pelosi, of course you know this. We had to talk about it. Eight-hour marathon speech that she had set the record for longest continuous mm. speech, at least since 1909. Oh, boy. Of course, many uh, suspected it was just a complex marketing scheme by Snickers as evidence when Pelosi concluded her speech with a chocolate bar and turned into being a not Not I'm still kind a of cybernetic you thunder yeah. sent from the future to destroy us all. I'm going to see that on network TV. <laughs> we just figured we'd start out right out of the gate, let you know what we were about. San Diego. And that's a show. Boom. San Diego has adopted now new safeguards against <laughs> scooping homeless people into city garbage trucks. This goes with this. I swear to you, San Diego officials have completed an investigation following some near deaths with homeless people last year and have issued new rules to make sure it doesn't happen <laughs> again. Now, a lot, but uh, San Diego, a lot of people think San Francisco. San Diego, obviously, a lot of homeless people, yeah, generally lots, big cities in California. Former. So they did this investigation. They've released a memo, and some of the changes actually make sense. You know, for example, garbage trucks in San Diego used to come on Mondays and Thursdays, and uh, now they'll be coming. Never. They just to avoid homeless people. <laughs> it's the only way being to do scooped it. in the car. That's the only solution. The only way. 
Silly leftists. <laughs> you could have just recycled. Worth it. Yeah. Look, <laughs> it's a renewable. That's what we need to do. Ouch. You thought it was corn. The renewable resource to take us into the future is hobo marrow. I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp is just a recycled hobo. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah, back, from like the, back from the grave. Yeah, he's a hobo who lives, he, he, he is energized through the power of beating women. <laughs> you could also not say <laughs> I mean, this is pretty easy to solve. Well, rent control. That's, it's hard to get rid of them when you've got rent control. <laughs> That's true. Hey, man. Like, at your own I risk. have a contract, man. Well, you know, he does. Sorry. <laughs> In Ithaca High School just canceled their Hunchback of Notre Dame musical after a white student landed a lead role. Because uh, at best, this is cultural appropriation, the student group wrote, alleging racial bias within the performing arts program at IHS, and, quote, at worst, it is whitewashing, wow. a racist casting practice mm. which has its roots in minstrelsy. <laughs> what the heck is that? Yeah, this is where, though, though actually, this is where we are now. The outrage is the lead... In Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Though it really shouldn't come as any surprise who spurred this curious protest seemingly at first. Ithaca's own MC Hunchback in his noted sidekick, <laughs> DJ Lil Moto. This one was just kind of <laughs> scraping. <laughs> people not offended? All of the blacks in Ithaca who aren't hunchbacks. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. It's a new frontier. <laughs> By the way, we still have in 1740s France... Black royalty and powdered exactly. wigs and white face and Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. But we're going to make a thing but out that's of okay. Hunchback of Notre Dame? There's no one fighting for that. I don't know who's fighting for that. Like, that that's, that's the least role you would ever want. Yeah. Hunchback. Yeah, exactly. And besides, it's probably... You're like a funky looking dude. Probably some TV under there anyways. It's, it's not a birthday. <laughs> I saw Notre Dame in the show back and I'm like, oh. oh. Lord. Hey, there's one, that went, <laughs> there's, there's one that went right over Gerald. Sven Computer, maybe you can uh, fact check some uh, sense of humor for him. <laughs> We'll do so. Bring, bring that up as an over. It's time to stop going hunchback. It's time to hashtag hunch forward. That's all we're saying. Hunch forward. Hunch forward. Okay, here's a story oh, that's wow. kind of sad, but not, I mean, it's, it is sad, but not to us. Fentanyl was actually recently found in a naloxone kit given out at a pharmacy. Oops. So fentanyl, which the, the well-noted opioid painkiller, was accidentally placed into a naloxone kit, which is, for those who don't know, it's kind of like methadone is to heroin. It's a kit designed to wean people off of painkiller addiction. Of course, the pharmacist in question was fired, with the supervisor setting the reason being that he, like, did the only thing you're not supposed to do with an opioid addiction kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first rule of painkiller club. Don't give them oh painkillers. <laughs> The customer in question was thinking, this is the easiest withdrawal ever. <laughs> Love it. Sobriety is its own reward. It is strikingly similar to the fentanyl. <laughs> Why did I just start with this? You know, he's calling all his family. Mom, I feel good. I feel better than I've ever felt. I'm clean. I'm just, you know what? I'm really doing it. And then they find out, actually, you just had a higher dose of fentanyl than you've ever had before. Mm, but I'm okay with it. Who's it has that funny bit about, uh, uh, you know, a runner's high is just as good as heroin. And the guy's like... Have you ever it was tried Arnie Lang? Have you ever tried heroin? <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> not even close. Speaking of missing the mark, Senator Angus King of Maine has finally accomplished now what he set out to do Good. in getting an official lobster emoji. <laughs> for months, the senator he lobbied for this lobster emoji, highlighting its cultural and economic significance to the state. Let's bring this up, CNN. I think we just brought it for like two seconds. There you go. On Wednesday, the Unicode Consortium. Consortium is a thing announced the emoji would be added to its library. A move that Senator King has hailed as, quote, great news. And we want to risk shutting down this government? Are you out of your tree, sir? 
<laughs> Most happy about this new emoji, all the witty millennial sea captains. Yeah, it's going to give them <laughs> oh my gosh. more ammo. I don't need that next to your cat gifts. That guy's going to be an editor at BuzzFeed. Watch very quickly. Oh, so soon. <laughs> By the way, I think b between the pitch meeting and this, this moment right now, we, uh, we missed there's new black red-headed emojis. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. a black Gingers red Those happen their... in nature. Yeah. Well, they do. They're called albinos, <laughs> and they typically are they're typically, they're typically soul-sucking vampires. That's the truth. Yeah. Short, you don't want to say it. I get uncomfortable with but the Hodge real. twins, who will be on later in the show, yeah, because true. they're black and they have like light green eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, you got, you're, you're a shoe-in for a, a reboot of Buffy. No doubt. Yeah, it's straight out of Blade. Yeah. I don't even, I've never and watched worse. Blade because I watch better, <laughs> better shows. I admitted it was worse. Is that a film? It, yeah, Blade. You're... But you're an adult, correct? Well, at the time I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was an excuse. <laughs> I was that kind of school where kids were like, "Hey man, you gonna you gonna come with us Blade and two. see Blade 3? Trinity. No, not at all. <laughs> I won't be there. So the, we were we were facing, we were looking off the the cliff of a potential government shutdown today. So mm -hmm. thank God we always we just it is oh, no. it is a dance with death. <laughs> It is a cruel reality of nature. <laughs> See, like, every time we talk about this, we'll talk oh about it with Roaming Millennial. It's just whoever is the opposition party just uses it as political football. Oh, yeah. oh, that's so true. And by the way, not a great deal when you look at uh, the increase. Not really. We're not really talking. There are no fiscal conservatives representing anyone right now. Yeah. Will Nancy Pelosi no. stay home if shut the government down? Yes. Yes. Let's, let's do it. Right. Well, people now, were, people were terrified. Get her Snickers. People <laughs> we were fought. terrified. Terrified of yeah. what would happen without the government. And uh, <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the news, if you, we know about what would happen because we, we've lived through it. Breaking news on Louder with Fowler, I'm Perry Matheson. With the threat of a government shutdown looming over the United States of America, many citizens find themselves uncertain as to the outcome and unpredictable nature of their immediate future, and what it holds for them. You don't know who you hurt. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's those you love the most. We fought for the wrong side. <laughs> there are real victims. Hey, speaking of victims, so uh, as Fen Computer, you know, I got flack for talking on, on Joe Rogan about the, uh, the inordinately high taxes in Germany for, for young men, and, uh, and you were getting flack for it. So this is, this is your segment. Yes, beep, beep. So Germany. Has I love how I, he's not nervous until he's in the hot seat. I was like, yeah. yes, beep, beep. Oh, oh dear Lord. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not nervous at all, beep, beep. We don't do well under pressure. I thought I'm a computer. Unless we're exerting it. <laughs> Go ahead. Once you've carried out I've been nervous, I'm a computer. Yeah, I don't know. You're an, you're an insubordinate. Once you've carried out, out a successful Holocaust, nothing phases you. Let's stop. <laughs> he can joke about it. He has the Holocaust <laughs> passed. Okay, go. Go ahead, Sven right. Computer. Correct, because people are giving you flack, obviously, yeah. and you know, you know this better than anyone. Yeah. Germany has the second highest uh, tax rate in the world. Yes, uh, that's a fact. And the average tax burden for a single person is 49.4%. Now, 15, only 15.9% beep beep of that is your actual income tax. Right. So, obviously, a lot of other taxes, like your VAT, beep beep, uh, your... Uh, your mandatory health care yeah, taxes, for, which for we don't call taxes for your social security, okay, all, that, all that good okay, stuff. Okay, you don't have to lie about I it. Just, I just lost, lost hey, my, my you know, turn of thought. Yeah, because you know what, nervous, that's you know? Yes, He's exactly. a new CPU, really. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Yeah. So top tax bracket, I think, is 42%, Yeah, right? the top bracket is 42%, which starts at uh, $65,000 already, beep beep, which, you know, it's not crazy money, exactly. 
beep. Yeah. And uh, now added to that, of course, is again your your all your medical stuff, your healthcare, your social security, your VAT. So it comes out as something pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's basically you are paying an insane amount of taxes if you are just a young male who is employed at a normal level. Yeah. Beep. Bottom line is, don't go there because you might pay high taxes or get gassed. Beep beep. <laughs> God. Well, using that pass. Well, we won't need this button anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> this will be changed out for a, an ice speed dial. <laughs> they are the only ones in our top five. All right, speaking of top five, top five we have today we want to talk about because uh, I keep wanting to say Pierre. Justin Trudeau, and we'll have Canadian on, uh, Roaming London after this, um, did the whole people kind. But we'll, we'll get to that. But we have our five top Trudeau cringe moments. So I want to ask you this. As someone who was Canadian, I voted for Stephen Harper. How how do you guys see Trudeau? Like, did you think about Canadian politics at all before Trudeau? Because he's kind of a celebrity. I didn't know. I don't think I even knew who the Prime Minister of Canada was before. I just wasn't paying. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I feel like he has been shoved in the limelight because of the uh, the suave little. Were you, you know, familiar with Stephen Harper or not years. so much? Not at all. Okay, I, he was like our Ronald Reagan, and that's what I was talking about with Joe Rogan about it. Going like, listen, like it's okay to mock him, but the fact is, all these comedians mock Stephen Harper because he was the Christian conservative. Right. We didn't have the housing crisis. Like he did a really. We were higher on the economic freedom index for the first time in the United States when you had Harper and President Obama. Oh my God, could you imagine if we had eight years of overlap between Trudeau and Obama? Uh. That's the stuff that gives kids nightmares. Uh. <laughs> I don't think most Americans spend any time thinking about Canadian politics, though. So, no offense. Somehow Love this Canadian. guy has shoehorned himself in. Well, it's because <laughs> he seems to be somewhat fashionable and he says stupid stuff that the left loves. No, but they don't really. But they, they, they don't know they're stupid. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it is like the. Uh, it's kind of like Kim yeah. Jong Un, but a totally different lack of self awareness. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go through the worst possible moments. I don't even think Gerald has seen these. So number five, we all agreed, is his Bollywood dance fiasco. Let's roll this. Look at this. The thing is, first off, he had to buy that outfit and decided he was going to do the girl version of the dance. Because that's a man you want to trust in national security. And it's like in the back room at a YM. It's like in the back room at a Hilton Garden Inn. They only got half the room, too. The only thing more cringy itself is that the, the, the Canadians just fawning over it. They just love him. I remember seeing Jay Baruchel in an interview recently, and he's like, well, you know, we, uh, we, 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 we like our prime minister, obviously, with Trump. And uh, now, you know, we, we tease him a bit. And he's like, really? How do you do? You know, he's very good looking. And I'm like, no, that's not how you, te- you tease him. Because he's in- <laughs> insufferable. Just absolutely mind-numbing walking vagina. That's why you make fun of him. Okay, number four is uh, this. Who could forget this one? When he was asked why he had so many women in his cabinet, <laughs> obvious answer is obvious. I understand one of the priorities for you was to have a cabinet that was gender balanced. Why was that so important to you? Because it's 2015. <laughs> I, love, I love how that's. <laughs> it's met with cheers. Just as surely if oh. he'd have said, because they're the most qualified people for the job, and that's the only reason, he would have been met with, Ooh! Exactly. Exactly. How the nerve! He looks like he made it up on the spot, too. He looks like, ah, yeah. prepare for this. Well, that's how easy what it is. What day is it? What day is it? 2015. The left does that all the time. We've talked about it. They just say, mm-hmm. it's time for this. Yeah. It's time for same-sex marriage. Okay. It's time for an all-woman cabinet. <laughs> I guess it's time for a black president. 
I, I never realized. It's time for a woman president. Hold on. I was still on the before. It's time. <laughs> you can't like, keep going. There's Bruce Buffer. Why? It's time. It is nonstop. <laughs> That's all it is. The argument is just, it's, it's time for giraffes to have equal equality marriage and, and just, just fill in the gap with arcade machines. It's time it's for time Blonde for to promote a pedophile three time. times mm. in a row. Yeah. We, that's it's time is how about uh, it's it's time for generic old white guys to beat the tiller of the ship every now and then. <laughs> Can we just get the smartest people? <laughs> I don't like that, but I, but I said it's but I said it's time. That's true. Doesn't that work? Okay, so number three is the recent one. I, let's we'll analyze this. This is the one, of course, the infamous from this week, people kind joke. And I'm aware as to what people say about this clip. Let's roll it first. Maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to. Look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Oh. Oh. More inclusive. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. We can all learn from each other. Now he said that's a joke. Mm -hmm. She's clearly not aware it's a joke. Mm -mm. The audience not aware it's a joke, and it seems not like the kind of a joke that a progressive would make. No. Now. This is where the, to the preponderance evidence, the totality of all the clips we show you would lead one to believe it's not a joke. Because you could watch that and say, I think maybe what, no, I don't think it was a joke. And so something else, this is actually what, ha what happened with Andrew Breitbart. This is a story, Shirley Sherrod. Everyone came down on him because Shirley Sherrod was fired. She worked uh, in the agricultural department. I, again, people are going, well, I don't know the exact title. Whatever. She, she was giving a speech to the NAACP and she talked about a white farmer coming to her uh, and she said, I did, not, I did not offer him the full extent of my help because of his race. And the NAACP collapsed. Now, when Andrew Breitbart posted this article, he posted it, and he said, just so you know, at minute 20, her humanity eventually gets the better of her, and she does go on to say mm -hmm. that she then realized it wasn't about race, and she helped white and black farmers alike. So this was posted the original time Andrew Breitbart posted the video. He said, but the reaction from the NAACP at that snapshot in time was to clap and cheer simply at her saying, I didn't help the white person. Right, so he was, and then of course, an editor at Bill O'Reilly took it out of context. Thought we can make this lie sexier than the truth, and Shirley Sherrod got fired. And they said Andrew Breitbart edited out of context when he never did. His point yeah. was the NAACP reaction. The reaction there from the audience tells no one there thought it was a joke. No, yeah, no. He said he also said inclusive. Yeah, you, a progressive doesn't joke about inclusivity. Like, no, after following this is after the women in the cabinet. 2015. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, it's well, it's a topic right for satire. Yeah, exactly. It also has a problem with the English language. Man is inclusive. Yeah. Man does not necessarily mean just you. You can use it to mean everyone. Come on. Like, yeah, I know, but they, but that's the thing is because the they're trying to score points with offense. I know. Yeah. It's just exhausting. What you look like you're looking to jump in there, uh, Sven Computer. Yeah, well, be whenever I see Trudeau, I just I just wanna if he actually embraces his lifestyle, be if he just stands in the in front of the mirror every morning, and just goes, I'm just such a giant. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what you're going to get from that, German. <laughs> you are a terrible computer, but I think we'll Goodness. you. Uh, okay, here's number it. two, because we couldn't fit them all. And number two, as far as the low light, I guess, of, uh, of Justin Trudeau, is just this is just a montage of him weeping. Here. I thought I was going to make it through this, but I know. No, you didn't. It hurts. Yeah, everything does with you. So my memories at that moment went back to my uh, uh, Syria to f uh, before the <laughs> war. Uh, our life, our happiness there. That's a bead blasted and eye. Something the red. goes wrong in your community, your province, your country, the world. All of that color goes away and we become a family. So, you made a contribution <laughs> to a nation. By the way, here's one thing. I don't want to be that, like, there's nothing wrong with a man crying when appropriate, okay? No. I'm not the guy who says you can never cry. But one thing, uh, 
it, there's a difference between crying and it being your calling card, right? Yeah. Men who cry, you want to you wanna avoid it. If you actually cry and it's at a point where it's just you were touched, and that happened, that had, that's actually Hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame was mm -hmm. really made me cry. That and the Fox and the Hound oh, gosh, are really tough so to watch. Yeah. But, you know, if you're there with your wife and you're like, okay, I probably shouldn't be crying at this. It's something you, you, you kind of keep subtle. You don't have a tissue <laughs> Make sure folded the and ready <laughs> and dab it like you don't want to destroy your blush. <laughs> Can't get it on my vagisil. I am the leader of the northern free world. By the way, that, that's his wife next to him. Yeah, I know. So he in the loose is also with the word. Oh gosh. Do you think their cycles are aligned? <laughs> <laughs> if not, they're probably oh, doing some chant to ensure that they are. It doesn't okay. seem genuine though, right? We, we know somebody, in, I'm not gonna say the name, we know somebody whose calling card is to cry at these moments. You you I can't say who it is on air and I can't give away anything, but it, it seems very I know this person? Yes. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. And I think it I doesn't know. seem genuine at all. Every time you're like, oh, okay. Okay, now yeah. you're doing it. Now he's doing the crying. Thing. All right, yeah. we get it now. Okay, it used to be one for you. Now I just don't like it. <laughs> and number one, here's why. This is why I don't think it was a joke. This is why I think when people go back and forth, we talked about this at Virginia Tech. When people go back and forth and say this was a joke, it wasn't a joke, take it in context. Then go beyond the context of just a clip, kind of like we did this rebuttal with Vox earlier this week. Go beyond the context of the clip and then include the context of character, lifestyle, over with. With Trudeau, there is so much evidence. We, we weren't able to show you all of it, but I think this one is possibly the most damning. Our number one worst Trudeau Prime Minister of Canada for real moment. We are here today together, reminding ourselves and each other that we can and must do better. Do better. For the oppression. Here comes the Andy. lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and two-spirit communities. <laughs> apologize. Two-spirit! And by the way, he was running out of everything. Like, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and two-spirit communities. <gasps> if we were to say two-spirited, if we were to include that in the acronym, last year you would have said it was a straw man. You would have said, come on come now, on, no yeah. one really uses the two-spirit. If it was L what you're gonna say now, LGBTQAAIP with a number two. Yes. yes. <laughs> like a pansexual, like okay, asexual, ally. You jumped right to two spirits. Two spirited. <laughs> you hopscotched and went to the craziest one. <laughs> Everything pre, yes. mid, and post weep makes us want to saw our own heads off yes. with that clip. He uses. That's why I don't think it was. He uses these terms that even the worst, like deep within the bowels of 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 the deep internet of social justice warriordom, they couldn't use <laughs> his vernacular with a straight face. Like right now, you could go down to the local slut walk or feminist march and say, well, what do you think about LGBTQ AAIP number two? And they'd be like, what? And you would say, two spirited? The biggest, angriest, blue haired feminist would be like, don't be a dick. Okay? <laughs> and this is the prime minister. Like, we're not doing that. He right? uses it. All right. Listen, we do have to get going. We're going to have a roaming millennial. She's Canadian. We'll ask her Ooh, about yeah. him. We'll talk about FISA and we'll talk about the. And then we have Hodge twins. We'll just probably talk about something that we don't anticipate. So. As always, expectations low for the Hodge twins, but fun. And now for Barely Legal with Bill Richmond, sponsored by Mug Club. Hi, Bill Richmond, louder with Crowder's half Asian lawyer, here to explain sometimes confusing legal terms and concepts. Today we're talking about different types of courts that exist to solve legal issues. First up, family court divorce, child custody, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, think O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown's first fight, but with less blood and no gloves. 
Next is probate court, where you resolve post-death issues like wills and estates and inheritances. It's the place Anna Nicole Smith hung out on weekends hoping for a pot of gold. General Jurisdictional Court is a potpourri of judicial forums. You get a little civil, a little criminal, a little family, a little probate. A lot of small-time, small-county courts are like that. Then you go to the next level, the Court of Appeals, where someone smarter is going to be checking your work. And finally, the Supreme Court at the top dog in most states and the United States. In some states, though, like New York, they just want to be different in honorary. They call their basic court the Supreme Court, and then their top court the Court of Appeals. Assholes. I hope this clarifies the issue for you, though considering this is the internet, you probably forgot half of what I said and will send me a letter anyways asking the same question in a week. I will not respond. I'm half Asian lawyer Bill Richmond for Louder with Crowder. Cheers. This has been Barely Legal with Bill Richmond, sponsored by Mug Club. I don't know what this is. If you do this in the club, you're pointing someone, something in. There's something important. And going someone on else is your head. pointing you out see. the door. Yeah. You know who never gets pointed out the door at the club? Our next guest. Our next guest. She's lovely, but she looks like she's at the gates of hell right now. Uh, you follow her on the Twitter at Roaming Millennial, and uh, here she is. She has her new show, obviously at CRTV. If you're a Mug Club member, if you join over there at CRTV, <laughs> Roaming Millennial Uncensored. Because I tell you what, when I think Roaming Millennial. I think I think censored. Filthy mouth. Yes. The filthy, filthy. <laughs> How are you, Ms. Millennial? I am good. Thank you so much for having me on. So what is so this this is a fireplace behind you, um, but yeah. it, it it's something like from a Bugs Bunny cartoon where there this was would be if he listened to the the bad devil on his shoulder and then he'd end up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the theme we were going for was kind of like edgy. Looks like a place you'd want to drink scotch. I don't drink scotch, no. but. When, when people look at my set, I want them to think, oh, yeah, well, what a classy place. So yes. I, I really like it. Because when I think classy, I think half Asian Canadian drinking scotch exactly. in front of an electric fireplace. Right? Yeah. Isn't that just like the epitome of like moneyed opinions? It's like next step is, is white glove service. It's part of the bar show. So, so uh, Roaming, your show just started recently here. It launched your new year at CRTV, right? How's this? Go is it, mm -hmm. uh, it nerve wracking for you? Excited? Um, it's exciting. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm at this stage now where there, I have so many different segments that I want to do that my producer was actually kind of like, okay, like we're kind of at the point now where every different story is its own segment. So maybe we just try to keep to the like eight we have so far because it's only a 10, 20 minute show. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I like the new format. I'm really, really liking, you know, all of the, the fancy equipment and stuff. It's just, it's so much of a step up from what I'm used to. So right. that's, it, I'm in the honeymoon phase at the moment. It's more work, but I, I think it's worth it. Is, now, is there any threat of a Roman millennial shutdown? Looks like we've probably avoided that here, but of course everyone was afraid the sky is falling, the, the government shutdown. Um, am I the only one who, when this happens every year, I, I couldn't care less? Well, I, I know, um, you know, just this past time that everyone was freaking out. And I was kind of thinking, like, do you guys not remember that this has actually happened before in recent history? I think in mean, 2013, yeah. I was doing my internship in D.C. at the time. And it's like, I mean, yeah, yes, yes, it's awful. But I think a lot of people don't understand what government shutdown actually entails. It's not entails. really even shutdown. It's more like government light for a couple of days. Right. It's not even a full right. shutdown. It's like, yeah. it's, 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 you know, a little bit lesser version. Yeah. Kind of like going down to Coke Zero. Yeah. 
It's still Coke. Kind Lindsey of. Graham's going to grow one more chin, maybe, because he's not getting on the <laughs> elliptical. Yeah, I, I don't want to. What is what is you know Canadians? I guess I don't know if they fully understand what what is the the the, the fear. Maybe we can talk about the Hodgins. I don't understand exactly what the fears of the government shutdown sh- shut down. Mm. Are they not going to collect taxes? I'm pretty sure they well, I think, keep that department. I mean, open. obviously, I don't want to minimize the effect this has to people like um, you know military members who I know it, it does really affect the their ability to do things like claim benefits and stuff like that. I think maybe even their pay. So I, I don't want to minimize it too much. But I think last time, you know, I know all of the staffers that I was working with there their pay wasn't coming in, so sucked for them, especially since, you know, they're living in D.C., so pretty much living paycheck to paycheck. I know last time they made a big show of shutting down national parks and even outdoor monuments mm-hmm. that, you know, like it actually required them to spend more money closing them off and make sure they're being watched rather than to just let people walk through them. Um, but Black I think Lives Matter must people... feel very conflicted. to like, I hate the government <laughs> shutdown, but George Washington was also a racist, so... I'm just going to burn a Walgreens. <laughs> Let's go with burn a Walgreens. CVS, CVS. Back straight. Back straight. Yes. CVS. CVS. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I think a lot of people, they're, they're scared by it just because, you know, it's shut down. They don't know, like, what, are police going to stop working? You know, does this mean North Korea can just come get us? No one knows, apparently. That's what's scary. I we think. do know in Canada, North Korea can always come and get you. Yeah, they, Russia too. <laughs> yes, they, they, you're the first stop. They just, you know, if, if they decide to act up. Uh, okay, well, 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 there's not a whole lot to, it looks like we've mainly avoided it. The deal, you know, another 300 billion increase in caps. Uh, I do find it funny that everyone always plays political football. Raising the debt ceiling, if you're talking about that or if you're talking about shutdown, of course, whenever, whenever it comes to talk about the debt ceiling, yeah. I remember that. It's just basically whenever these budget talks come up, whoever is the party not in charge, they take the moral high ground and go, how could you do this, right? How could you let this shut down? But Think about the children. Last time you were saying that they were letting it shut down when they were the opposition party. I don't really care all that much anymore. Before we go on to something else I know you wanted to talk about, um, you're Canadian and yes. Winter Olympics. Uh, so is this like, is this, this is the moment where Canada gets to shine. They usually do really well in the Winter Olympics. So I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't watch those. Yeah, okay. Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I know we do good in hockey question mark uh but i'm a summer well, olympics kind of kind of person well. it's just like i don't like the snow and it, it it makes me cold watching other people be in the snow yeah um well yeah but you kind of you kind of have yeah. you're, you're in the worst possible place if you hate snow <laughs> it is yes it's awful terrible awful place i mean like i i think the word habitable is used wrongly when describing yes. Canada. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's really not. Is it like the, the biggest... weather is trying to kill you? Yes, that is it. That's a good point. It's basically it's it's a struggle. It's kind of like when I was recently at, at Big Bear. By the way, nothing. Apparently, they sell nothing but Owen Benjamin tchotchkes in Big Bear. I don't know. <laughs> it's nothing but Big Bear tchotchkes. I, like altitude is a struggle. You're basically struggling to to survive with each breath. You're going, and your lungs are saying, "No, bitch! I didn't say I didn't say you could do this right now." It is hard, and that's what Canada is. You walk out well, yeah. Montreal anyway. It's so cold. Human beings were not so, meant to live there. So you, you explain exactly. This? And actually, we we had the issue where our propane tank ran out because there was an, an especially cold week just recently. It was like minus forty, so we we're using more heat. And actually, the, the our propane company really dropped the ball. So we we didn't have propane. It actually ran out. It was like. It was. It went from 20 degrees Celsius in our house to like 10, and it was kept dropping. But they couldn't actually come fill the tank because oh, we'd also had a lot of snow. So we actually had to go shovel it. It was this whole thing. We were at, we didn't have heat for like two days. And yeah, yeah let, let me tell you, this is not a place where you can live without electricity. No, without it is heating. not. It is. It, it is not. But uh, by the way, electricity not necessary. 
I don't think you realize no. how discriminatory because Haiti is still a beautiful, wonderful country. And plus, how dare plus you? Plus, Canada, you have all the LGBTQ and, and two spirit. Two love spirit. Two keep spirit. you warm. Uh, the tolerance is what keeps us warm. Yes, the tolerance is what keeps you warm. <laughs> and also, the, the the body temperature set tears of Pierre Trudeau. Pierre. Justin Trudeau. I always say Pierre Trudeau. They're both the worst. Because obviously, it's two Trudeaus. We just did a. Uh, sorry, before you came on, you didn't get to see it. A top five awful moments with with trudeau and um it was so oh, hard it's hard to choose yeah. yeah it is it is hard to pick one so tell us about this you were re you're talking about this on your show 120 decibels i think i have that do i have that right there's sven at sven right. computer mm -hmm. sven's just not I, I think so that's good enough for me <laughs> um d tell us a little he's bit a big about picture it. guy yes he's a big picture guy yeah. tell us a little bit about it for people who don't know and you've been kind of uh following the story Right, so 120 decibels is this movement that started with German women to tr try and bring attention to the wave of sex waves of sexual assaults that have been happening in Germany because of the whole migrant crisis thing. Right. And, you know, people in the alternative media, um, we, you know, they've been talking about this for, for a long time, trying to bring attention to this issue, the fact that these countries, which have previously some of the lowest rate statistics in the world, they're actually going up mm -hmm. dramatically, right? And it, it's funny because usually rape culture, women being sexually assaulted, that's something that progressives love to talk about, right? That's like that's like gold. They love that stuff. But because of the people who are actually doing it, uh, these migrants, it, it really doesn't get any attention. And there have actually been instances where we know that the police have tried to cover it up because they didn't want to draw attention to this problem for fear of appearing intolerant. Right. And, you know, for me, this, this isn't about race, right? I, I couldn't care less. Well, that was going to be a follow-up question because I know some people said some of this, you know, some of these statistics come from sort of the identitarian right, uh, mm -hmm. who slant them sometimes. So I, I, I know that you're probably aware of that. That was that would be one of the criticisms they lob. Right. Yeah. And, and I know, um, you know, anytime something like the migrant crisis comes up in your in in Europe, that's always, you know, the the people who are most vocal about it right now, frankly, are the alt right and the identitarians. And you know. I'm not outright. I'm not identitarian, but at the same time, we can't deny that this problem exists. And just because people I don't like are also talking about it, I don't want to, you know, ignore it and say no, it's it's not a big deal, right? right? Because I, you know, I think people can both be wrong on this subject. You know, the progressives who want these open borders and to ignore this problem, they're wrong. And the people who look at these problems and say, up. Oh, Ethno state is the answer. That's also not the direction that I want to go in. I just want to, you know, be able to talk about these issues and the fact that, you know, there people, a lot of these people coming in are not vetted. You know, they they have probably criminal histories in their own countries, but we just don't know about it because you know it's just kind of this like open free for all right now, and you know even people who are being caught, they're not being sent back, and it's it's because of political correctness. So I, I totally and criminal agree, record though, by is, the way. Yeah. Let's be real here. That's a very low bar with a lot of these countries that they're coming from. If there is a criminal record, you done some stuff because it doesn't make True. the list. Uh, you know, it's and, and by the way, yeah, if you remove the identitarian idea of it or this the sort of racial politics from it, um, this happened in Detroit too, where uh, murder rates increased. They actually fluffed up the num the population number in Detroit, and because so many murders would go unsolved, they just they found a way to tweak the numbers. And if you search it right now, you can I don't exa remember exactly what they did. I think we did a piece on it a while back, but people said, well, how how all of a sudden did the murder rate go like this and then drop? And they used different different measurements, right? They used a different barometer, kind of like job participation rate. All of a sudden, nobody was including that when we were talking about unemployment. So it happens sometimes when people just want to cover their ass. You could have police who can be identitarians themselves, but they're going, gosh, it doesn't look like we're doing a good job. Let's find a way to massage these numbers. And the fact is, throughout human history, if you look at relative, recently human history, right? Let's say the last half a century, violent crime 
and rape, murder has consistently been going down. Mm. People like to act as though everything is going to hell, maybe ideologically, maybe people financially are being irresponsible. I get that, they're on their phones too much, texting and driving, I get it. But murder, rape has been going down. So for this to happen in the Western world to go up, it is startling, historically. I don't think people understand that, regardless of where they line up. Right, right, very much so, and I think the issue for me is that I, you know, I really feel for these women because they're in countries where, you know, you can't just have like, oh, you know, Castle lost tenure ground, lost Second Amendment, right? No. I mean, it doesn't work like that over there. And I think the reason why I'm so interested in it, because I look at what's happening in Canada, right? We're, we're, we're kind of, I would say, in, in the position of Sweden, like maybe like 15 years earlier. And I think with people like Justin Trudeau empowered, there's the actual legitimate possibility of us becoming Sweden part two in Canada. So, you know, I want to talk about these issues so people can understand that, you know, it's great to virtue signal how, how wrong it is to not take in refugees, you know, by the tens of thousands, if not more. But, you know, everything has cause and effect. There are actual legitimate security concerns to think about here. And it's not just, um, you know, terrorist attacks, which are obviously awful, but, you know, there's, there's much like less serious, I guess, also crimes that happen on, a, on an individual level. Yes, like, uh, like, like food, uh, code of conduct. That happens. They should all be getting an F. No. When it comes to the sanitary department. Do you know, I remember in California, I was eating in a breakfast place one time for years when I lived in L.A., and it turned out I had a B from whatever that rating in California. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, yeah. it's, it's A, B, C. And my friend said, no, 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 no. B is like next stop. They're serving pigeon from the rooftop. Like, you do not go to B. Really? You never consider it. Uh, it turns out that's why I was violently ill. We can solve all these well, issues. There, by there's, just a, there's a food truck in, it's called Kogi. There's a couple of them, but there's one of their food trucks that's in Santa Monica that has like a C or something. Or at least it did when I was there. Oof. But it's still so good. Yeah. And that's hard. Well, that's it's the half Asian really in you. Just like, <laughs> like Kenny, Kenny Wong in Brasar, where I was raised, they would just be shut down. That is one thing I will say. The, the Asians are very resourceful. It's like they shut them down. Like, no, 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 hold on a second. You can't serve seagull. Why free food? Okay. We, they shut down, go bankrupt. It's just another name. It's the same guy. We had like a, the same rest. It was Kenny Wong. Had maybe 15 different names. Google it in the South Shore of Montreal. Oh, my, and we just expected it. You came to expect it. I was like, couldn't we put the? Can we put these people in jail? Is some crime being committed here? That's the same <laughs> sign. But the, one time they didn't even. They just changed. I think to Lenny Wong. You just, you just, you didn't even change. You just took the portion of the K and made it an L. And 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 still the, with the bad shrimp, we can solve it all just by passing a budget, more money. Okay, it is roaming millennial uncensored. CRTV.com, of course. CRTV if you're a Mug Club member, and people can still watch some of your stuff on YouTube. Uh, where wh is there anything else that I'm missing? <laughs> Sorry, Miss Millennial. Um, no, they got the YouTube still posting videos there. One out of every three episodes of Uncensored that airs on CRTV is mirrored on YouTube. Uh, Twitter at roaming mill. I think that's pretty much it. Sounds good, and uh, stay tuned, everyone. You, you, you want to watch this stuff from Millennial. It's uncensored. It's just a potty mouth. Oh, pretty much hot. We have to take it ready. On the then we'll be back. The dance time. Cookies. Shut down time. With no federal government. Who will tap our phones? Shut down time One last call to build the wall And send all the illegals home With no federal government Who tears down the monuments Will TSA still fondle my balls? No more fake entitlements 
feel free to keep your armaments They can't hurt us anymore I know who loves to bitch and moan I know who wants to raid my home I know who wants to block my kids' hormones And launch some drones Shut down time Who will sell uranium? Putin and some more to Iran Shut down time Feds don't care about opioids Vet suicides unless they are trans Shut down time Buffalo and Yellowstone Are going unprotected tonight Shut down time More soy for all the boys So they have low tea and they cannot fight Fight I know who wants to raid my home I know who has closets full of bones I know who loves to tap our phones Block our kids' hormones. Closing time. Every great depression comes from governments that overspend. Don't threaten us with a good time, federal government. See you later. And don't you come back. And now for Barely Legal with Bill Richmond, sponsored by Mug Club. I'm Bill Richmond, Louder with Crowner's half-Asian lawyer, here to explain sometimes confusing legal terms and concepts. In ancient times, you resolved your dispute with a spear, a club, or smallpox blankets. In modern times, you solve those problems with a paper cut in one of a few types of dispute resolution arenas. The first one is litigation typically refers to civil lawsuits battled in front of a judge or a jury in a courtroom. Next is arbitration, typically a binding trial not in a courtroom, but in front of an arbitrator who is oftentimes an old lawyer or former judge there to give you the whole time. Next is a mediation, non-binding, formalized negotiations where a mediator beats up both sides to make them come to a resolution that neither of them is happy with. Now as a bonus term, we have another shin, deposition. It's a sworn question and answer session, often videotaped, where a witness or party gets asked questions, nothing is decided here, and there is no referee. So don't be that dumbass who says, oh man, that guy got sued and lost in court, when simply referring to a deposition. It makes you sound like an idiot, because you are one. I'm half-Asian lawyer Bill Richmond for Louder with Crowder. Cheers. This has been Barely Legal with Bill Richmond, sponsored by Mug Club. Glad that this is the shouldn't have done this because right when you bring these next guests, they have their mind in the gutter. They're always, you better have your hand on the center yes, button ready. I got it ready. You can follow them live at HodgeTwinsTour.com to go see where their live shows are. Uh, gets pretty, gets pretty raucous. Dicey. Yeah, gets gets pretty raucous. Some might say PG thirteen, maybe a strong 
NC17. And of course, <laughs> at Hodge Twins on the Twitter. Twins, how are you, sirs? Oh, we're doing great. How about you? Well, you know, <laughs> every now and then I get like, uh, you know, guests say, hey, we want to talk about something. And it gets sent to, to, to me before the show. And I go, oh, okay, I can usually talk about the news. Right. But every now and then I say, we really want to talk about something. So I do have from you um, something about Richard Pryor. This is no, not something about. They wanted to discuss precisely. Richard Pryor precisely sleeping with Marlon Brando. Uh, the floor is yours, gentlemen. <laughs> you didn't sleep with him. I heard they was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who do you think was who? You think uh, Richard was top or bottom? I don't know, man. This is like I this think, is. I think, I think I think Marlon Brando was the bottom. Yeah, he's definitely the bottom. Richard was top. Yeah, he was the top. I don't see Richard doing any bottom action. Now what? what is, where did you did you read about? Like, was there some 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 sort of version of behind the candelabra that was multicultural that I hadn't heard about? I think the Twitter stuck in two thousand four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's, that's crazy. I wonder why they dug that dug all that up. No, nobody dug it up. It's his widow. His widow. Yeah, his widow. Um, one of his six wives. One of them came forward and just started spilling the beans on everything he did. Yeah. I saw a YouTube video. He used to punch you in the face too. Are you talking about Richard Pryor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he she, was... She's gonna be releasing some diaries and stuff, right? Yeah. I think she's coming out with a book. I think that's why she's putting this stuff out there. She wants to get a book deal. Yeah. Well, how, how true do you think <laughs> so, it is? And that's kind of a something that we've we've talked about before. But with the hashtag Me Too movement, like when you have these outlandish claims, it's hard to sometimes believe it. You wonder what the motivation is because every everyone's got an angle today, kids. Yeah. 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 I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's probably true. I saw this, uh, it was kind of like a documentary style um, uh, news kind of thing. It was talking to Richard Pryor and it was talking to that same widow mm -hmm. and she was saying it right in his face. You remember how you used to punch me in the face? And Richard's like, no, nah, I don't remember that. And hey, you remember that one, um, it was a roast. It was the roast of, uh, right. Uh, well, uh, who was it? It was one of his friends. It was another comedian. Yeah, he was on some roast. Comedy yeah. roast. Comedy roast, right? Mm. What they do nowadays on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. came up on stage and said he had just f his first faggot. <laughs> Why are you on yeah, the show? Yeah, the way he said it, he was saying it jokingly. This is a nice show. I know, I know Hollywood, and I know him. That dude was crazy. <laughs> He's my idol, but... When he said that, this fallen idol. I mean, I get a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I live motivation when, I, it, comes yeah, to when it comes to stand up comedy. But yeah. when he said that, I knew he was telling the truth. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't joking about that. Speaking of stand up, I mean, you guys have some, some pretty big shows. What's that like for you? I will say this I had taken basically a hiatus from live shows for a year because we were doing this show. We were going daily. I didn't have any time. I said, I can't do stand up and focus on the show. So now we've taken the show on the road and we were at Virginia Tech. And I, like you said, before the show, I was roping off because it seated about 550 people. I was roping off the last few rows because with comedy, the last thing you want is people spreading out, right? You want them packed in there. And I was like, well, I don't know if we can fill this theater. And then it was filled to capacity, standing, and then hundreds of people outside just waiting to buy merch. So now we have to hold, readjust the whole show. That was the first time I'd ever really performed to a thunderous audience who knew who we were and were just excited to be there. I mean, I would imagine the energy is like that with your shows. They're, they're there to have a party, yeah. right? Is, a lot of, yeah. is it like yeah, that for you? Yeah, it's an yeah. awesome experience. I mean, like, uh, we was in Philadelphia last night. I was about to ask you the same thing, how it went, but, yeah. man, it's, it's like once you build up a fan base and they already really get who you are, 
Mm-hmm. So they know what to expect, and they already bought into who you are. So when they come yeah. to your show, I mean, it's it's ready for a party, man. It's a lot of fun. It's Philadelphia, taking your life yeah. in your hands after the Super Bowl. People eating horse shit, all that. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I couldn't even book a hotel in Philadelphia. I wasn't thinking. I waited till last moment. Um, we I had to actually buy a hotel in New Jersey, mm-hmm. thirty minutes away from the show. Yeah, because everything was because they're crazy today. Yeah. They're having that stupid Philadelphia Eagle parade today. Yeah. Because they won their first Super Bowl. Woo woo. <laughs> Not an Eagles fan, Father I think. Bud Light. Dallas Cowboys all the way. Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Since Landry. Little bit of pandering going on, but we appreciate it. Um, where, where are you going next? You're in Philly. Where's your next show? Next show is in Washington, D.C. Two D.C. shows. We got two D.C. shows. Then we're going to New Brunswick, New Jersey, then New York City, and then Atlanta. Hold on a second. Pause. Didn't you just peppered in there. You're like, okay, two shows in D.C., New Jersey, but New Brunswick. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, are, are you aware that your brand of comedy might be some culture shock to Maritimers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, it's one thing. Like, people... hey, that's what I was thinking. We went to Salt Lake City. Yeah. We went to Minnesota. We went to Canada. We went to Australia. Yeah. Man, when people bought them tickets, they already know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, but New Brunswick, I mean, there's a certain level of exploitation. Like, you might be the first black people they've seen. In the United States, they're relating yeah. to you. There, it's kind of like paying a nickel to see a carnival barker in a tent. They just go like, they really do exist, eh? It doesn't make you uncomfortable? <laughs> no, I, I would say 80% of our audience is actually white. Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. The niggas don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> we get some action, man. I mean, you would think us being black would yeah. have more black people, but it's more white people. Yeah, right? I would say 80% white. Then I would say um, 10% Latino. Then I would say Vietnamese. Then I would say Thailand. Oh, like, that's then so special. I would say <laughs> specificity. Vietnamese. What makes you say Vietnamese? Can you identify a Vietnamese person in a crowd out of China? <laughs> it's because they all come up thinking they're the like Black Mexican, Panther stars. My are like a little bit tighter. <laughs> That's what they're about. No, uh, people tighter are a little bit shorter too. <laughs> okay, all right. Listen, let me let me let me ask you this: uh, Have you see, received any more backlash because you know you won your Coon of the Year award before from people who yeah. weren't black, and now you've talked about how you like Ben Shapiro? You've been on our show. What's the reaction been like that? Because I, I don't want to say you guys are conservative, but you're certainly more out of the closet now as politically incorrect and not catering to the left. Have you seen more backlash or have you seen more positive support? We've I, got got a, <laughs> I got this message. <laughs> I got this message from this black woman, which is quite alarming. I wish I could send you the message so you could put it up. But long story short, the message was this. She said she's a, been a big fan of us, right? She came to our show. I think it was Boston, right? <laughs> was it Boston? I think so. She came to our Boston show. She said she was coming there to support black comedy. I said, okay, you already f***ed up. Because <laughs> I'm not up there telling Trump jokes and all this black comedy shit. That's not what we do. So then she goes on to say during the show, she's looking around and she was alarmed by how many white people were there. And then what also pissed her off was the black guys that were there, they were there with white women. <laughs> Which really set off. Yeah. And then she put that she's so disappointed in us. And I was like, I was going to respond like, man, f- 
<laughs> but I just, I just left it alone. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it alone. It is crazy because if you think about it, if there if there were a white woman saying like I was so disappointed because I saw I looked and I saw white women with with Negroes. Like if some white woman sent that in, they would be crucified. Front page of HuffPo. It would be yeah. Joan of Arc just burnt alive. But it's, it does seem. I mean, black women are just totally fine. It's like my their territory. They do. They, they, there's this real territorialness uh, when it comes to to black men. Yeah, well, it's a double standard. I mean, look at that show, Blackish. Imagine if white people came up with a show called Whitish. Yeah, you guys might be on <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, you know, you're like, you guys are like, you're Abercrombie Black. You're just black enough to not understand hey, white people. A cool idea for a sitcom. What? It's, 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 a, it's a sitcom about two coons. <laughs> It's called white. Yeah, we got white kids, a white wife. It'd be hilarious. There's no need. By the way, there's no need for us to even be here. When they're Why not, are we here? When we taped the yeah. YouTube Carol, we could hear them coming down the stairs. It was an old stair, you know, staircase uh-huh. that does that. What do you call that? It's not a zigzag. What do you call when a stair goes back and forth between it's, the houses? I think it's a back and forth. Back and forth staircase, yeah. and you could hear them. You could hear from the house, and they're like, hey, man, man, go, shut up, man, going over here, <laughs> get out the way, and they're going, and they're like, okay, they're coming down. They're gonna be, they're gonna be on time today. Cartoon. But have you received most, mostly backlash, or do you feel like it's been kind of liberating, and and your your fan base has supported you because it's, it's it's not like you you guys have changed i just think maybe some people yeah. didn't necessarily know what they were getting if you look at what you guys have talked about for a long time entrepreneurs in the military and uh very politically incorrect it i just wonder if it maybe it didn't compute uh i guess it didn't but um <laughs> they got it now loud and clear <laughs> that a good thing or bad thing backlash, but yeah a little bit yeah you know but you can't please everybody especially when it comes to comedy it's so subjective you just gotta be yourself People, people either going to like you or they're not going to like you. So. Well, so, People who are listening that. now, go out and support them. Have you had some supporters they'll come out to and be like, hey, man, I, 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 you know, now, now I'm a big fan of you guys. No. Yeah, it was awesome. It was oh. like, where was we at? In Columbus, this woman kept coming. She came up to us, and she couldn't stop saying, bitch can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> she said, dad, there's something wrong with her lungs, son. <laughs> the bitch can't breathe. <laughs> And she was like, hey, tears come on our eyes. I'm like, yeah. she was still like, a lot of people it. come to our shows because of you guys. Yeah, You've I know. been on your show? Yeah. Well, that's good. A lot of people turn out to come see us, yeah. Well, I'm glad. HodgeTwinsTour.com. People should go and support them uh, because, you know, listen, their bitches need to breathe, too. It was a, uh, that was a, <laughs> <laughs> bitches need to breathe, bitches need to eat. Often, we, we've had people come in and do, <laughs> we, we've had people come in and do cameos, and sometimes it's been pretty rough where it's like, okay, you got to stick to the script. The bitch. This was the first ad lib in a YouTube carol that came from uh, the Hodge twins, and it was "bitch can't breathe." We looked at each other, not gay Jared and I, and said, "Okay, we can work." Green with light. This. We green light. Let's let them run with it uh, for a little bit, and uh, it was great. Really good stuff. Really fun stuff. And you know what? Here's here's the kind of thing. I know a lot of people today. Are, all it is is the FISA and and the, the obviously the budget. So mm-hmm. it's boring. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's a really good feeling when you see someone like you said in tears laughing. Uh, it really yeah. is something that's a universal language, and unfortunately, the left has co-opted it and ruined it and tried to tell us what's funny, but just going out and getting people laughing, that's, that's, that's a service. Yeah. 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 Especially yep. when, it's, when it's old li- white lady saying, bitch can't breathe. All right. This is <laughs> HodgeTwinsTour.com, at HodgeTwins. Your next date is when? It's Washington, D.C. That's on the 25th. Yeah. It's a Sunday. I might be off. All the information is that. HodgeTwinsTour.com. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back after this to wrap this program up in a nice 
Riven. Hopefully all of you can, can breathe. But we don't really care. Bother. Join my club. Hop on into my cheeses. Back up. I can only have it if you join my club. Oh, Bobber! Join my club! Complained that we didn't do the drowning dance last week. First show back. First show. Are you okay there? I may hurt myself. On you that may one. hurt yourself. Yeah. What your head or your back? Feel a pop? Pop a vessel? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm All good. right. I'm here. I'm Not present. Good, Thank you, by the way, the Millennial and the Hodge twins. We had some people actually come up live and say, "Oh, I didn't know if you were going to do the drowning dance." People were mad at us. First show. By the way, we didn't I apologize. The first show, we did have some technical issues. I know with some of the video stuff, some of the sound stuff. You always want to concede it when people are right. It's true. And uh, people are like, what did you do when you moved to a new studio? And it's like, well, hold on a second. We moved to a whole new editing space, and yeah, we did get Sven Computer set up. But we also, a big part of it was getting what we did this week up and running with Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Which was awesome. It went incredibly well, and uh, we're going to have other schools coming soon. SMU, I think, is next. That'd be awesome. In early March. I think I think we have SMU somewhere yeah. in Illinois, somewhere in Alabama. So And the Liberty kids are want to beat us That's to right, death. Liberty University. If you want us to come to your school, you've got to be hounding your school. Find a local YAF chapter or see someone who can bring us in because the school doesn't fund bringing people in. And uh, obviously we brought – how many crew members bring – Eight? Six or eight. Six or eight, and the yeah. camera is getting the, it's it's you know it's expensive to bring the the, the so show. So much different than a lecture. It's it's it's, it's a not whole a production. It's, it's a whole entertainment show. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole there are a whole bunch. Of, it's a stage show. Plus we do this show live, um, and the reason I want to talk about it was because you know this was I talked about this with, with the Hodge twins. Now there's having a healthy ego, and then sometimes there's having low self confidence, and that's kind of what we talked about with me the neuroticism with with Jordan Peterson. I didn't know that we were going to be able to fill up this theater. Mm. Again, you have to understand that this whole last year, my my entire life has been 100% dedicated to this show because I know that you can only do one thing really, really well. And I know that at this stage in my life, we've talked about this, like, I'm like I can't do stand-up and this show and then be going. That's why I don't do really any cable news hits unless they let me do it right from here because I can't be shuttling to and from. We just mm. we don't have any time to do it. So we finally said, okay, going into the new year, well, let's get the crew together. Let's get the kit that we need to take this show on the road. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were a few glitches, but it went really well. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, that's a whole year before I'd even seen an audience. So I didn't think we were going to fill this. And it was just, we, we, we should have done two shows. An hour before the show, we were like, is, how's it going out there? Like, they were like, that's a fire hazard. Yeah, this is yeah. insane. And, and, and I don't say that to brag. I say that because when you walked out just to prep, people just loved it. And it was a lot of fun. It was a fun energy. There was so much, like I said, there was a whole visual dynamic going on, lights and music. It's not a lecture. And we want, you to, we want it to be the, the party on campus. But I could see how, uh, compared to when I was performing in you know, comedy clubs as a young man, for drunks who had no idea who I was, you had to make sure you were funny every single and earn their laugh. I'm pretty sure this show still performs for a few drunks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are quite a few drunks. And I'm pretty sure they throw stuff to it. They're going to be like, no! <laughs> 
120 Problematic. Oh. But a quick plug, if you want to go back and watch the Virginia Tech show, it is on Sear TV. It is on Sear TV is, for Mud Club uh, members. For Mud Club members. So yes. if you want to see it, it is Future there. shows will be streamed to YouTube mm -hmm. live on campus, just so you know. So anything could happen. But um, we came out, and the audience was just ready, and they were supportive, and it was a huge cheer. I've never once in my life had, like, a standing O just for walking out. Um... And I could see how people, we've seen so many people, including some conservatives, how, how they've fallen. And you see that with Justin Trudeau and you see it with President Trump. Um, it felt really good to see that our monologue jokes, all these bits, just did really, really well live. You're like, okay, we get a laugh in the room of 10 people, whoever in our, in our pitch room. But uh, it was good to see a whole audience of people on sure. board and not offended. Including the cancer joke, by the way. It's true. They there were on some, board with there it. There were some rough ones. There were some really rough ones. Thank you for supporting us. By the way, if I get a terminal illness, totally okay to laugh at me. I already know Sven Computer well. Oh, for sure. Ha-ha! You have stage four bowel cancer. Beep, beep. Death comedy gold. I don't think you understand comedy, Sven Computer. But uh, I realize that this is something that could really go to people's head. Because you have people who, they'll perform, they get a thunderous applause, or a president, or a prime minister. How do you get so far along the trail? A good example is, how does he say two-spirited and not realize it? Because he's surrounded by people who, his baseline was standing O, and then he said uh, LGBTQAAI, and it just goes from there. And then P, and then he doesn't even look back to see if the people are clapping anymore. She so goes, two-spirited, and assumes that he has the audience in his pocket, and they're going to want to go along with him. Same thing with President Donald Trump. Even a lot of conservatives going, do we really want to spend this money in a military parade? If you are surrounded by yes-men, we've talked about how that's a problem, but there are also two mentalities to approaching not only a live performance, but to approaching life. And we talked about this, remember, after the show, I said, Everyone was on a high. I said, yeah, but listen, the next audience hasn't seen that. Mm -hmm. They weren't there clapping. Mm -hmm. The jokes that we had that worked, that it worked tonight, but the next audience, they haven't seen it. Every single time, and I've always tried to do this with every single show that we do here, when we went hashtag never daily, uh, every time we bring in a new guest, every time we try a new sketch, every time we try to expand or hire a new person, I go, okay, here's the baseline. We have to earn the audience. We have to earn the laughs. We have to earn your trust every single time, starting at mm -hmm. zero. You probably learn this really well uh, as a comedian when you do shows back to back the same night. Yes, that's that's a whole. I don't. I can't wrap my head around the energy that goes into doing it one time, nailing it, and then be like, okay, back to zero. But the difference is, here's the difference. If we did two shows that night, we still would have had a much better show than say if we were just doing a random show sure. in a mic because people are there to see us, and it's great, and we want you to be there, and we are incredibly grateful. But just like people try, tried to call us on the Germany tax thing, people will tell us that they don't necessarily like maybe the Trudeau. People will tell us if the camera was wrong or if the sound was wrong. I want you to call us on it. You can live a life where you assume the baseline is everyone loves you, and you continue on your merry way, and guess what happens? That's how you become out of touch. That's, that's how ego absolutely destroys you, and we've seen that. Then you become the guy talking about how, at one time, I was on Carson, right? You see this all the time. You see old and bitter, previously, you know, huge Hollywood acts, and you, you see it. You see how it weighs on them. And the truth is, humbling yourself before that is actually a lot less painful than the world doing it for you. So imagine this. You go out to an audience next time, and you've got that in your head. They're going to applaud. They're going to love me. But maybe something went wrong. Maybe, for some reason, they weren't let in early. Maybe they were waiting there out in the freezing cold and rain for two hours, and now they come in five minutes before the show. And you're expecting applause and love, and instead they're pissed, and they're ready to go home. Mm. How do you think you're going to do better? If you come out and you go, okay, these people, we haven't performed for them yet. We've got to earn it. Or... If you go out and you're expecting the applause and it's not there, because here's the deal. Every single person who's had any success in their life and every single person watching this will experience success to some degree, whether it's personally, financially, 
any person here will experience success at some point. And every single person, that same person, if you're listening right now, will also be taken down a peg or two. And if you're expecting to be up here, if you're coming in with an attitude of entitlement that, well, people love me, I'm great, guess what? It's going to be that much more painful for you when you're taken down. Humble yourself or the world will do it for you, and it stings. And that's one thing is we do these live shows and we go forward. I've told you guys that's why we're, we're recalibrating. It went really well at Virginia Tech. But if, well, when we go to SMU, we have some changes to make, some new sketches. The show is always new because the monologue is new. Always the jokes are new. The sketches are new. But we've made sure to tell the audience, and the same thing when we do the show here on YouTube, on CRTV for Mug Club members. Every single time we flip on the cameras, I tell everyone here, listen, yesterday doesn't matter. Today you've got to earn it. You've got to act as though no one knows who you are, no one cares who you are, and this stands alone. And I wish more conservatives did that because we've talked about this. A lot of times people just come in and they assume that you want to hear them lecture. They're kind of building the life of last week's touchdown. Right, exactly. Yeah, doesn't, 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 doesn't add at all to your points this week. Last week's nothing. touchdown does not help you in tonight's game. Two ways to approach life. Assume you're going to win, assume you're getting credit for what you did before, or assume that nothing is given to you. And every single time you have to earn that audience, you have to earn that laugh, you have to earn that dollar, you have to earn that trust, you have to earn that respect. Here's the deal. There are two ways to approach life. We're talking. One of them guarantees you that no matter what happens, it's at least a pleasant surprise. And the other guarantees monumental, soul-crushing defeat the moment you aren't at your peak. And no one stays at their peak forever. So thank you so much for making Virginia Tech a great show. And uh, we'll have more shows coming up. We'll announce this probably next week. Cannot wait. We are trying to earn you as an audience every single time. We never take you for granted. Thank you so much. It was really touching to have that many people come out. Really appreciate it. Shout out to crazy people from Saskatchewan. Drove 1,800 miles. Yeah, gotta go. It only takes-